Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung, the prayers that have been prayed, for an opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we come to this time, we ask that the words that are declared will fall upon the good soil of our hearts, that our minds will be focused, and that you will get glory in everything that we say and do this day. We thank you. We honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are now into our third episode of our series called Lent Reflection and Preparation. And before we go into the message itself, I want you to take a moment right now. Take a moment right now and think of three things that you like. Three things that you like. It could be food, it could be television, it could be people, it could be social media. I just want you to take a moment and think of three things that you like. Like German chocolate cake, fresh out of the oven with a gallon of milk and vanilla ice cream, okay. Just think of three things. I need you to get these three things locked in. Some, some folks like to, you know, make, you know, check and see what everybody's doing by checking social media. Some folks like to check social media. Some folks like to have a specific television show that they like, and they make sure that they have the uh, VCR no, we don't say VCR no more. What they call it? The, the DVR set. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm telling my age. Yeah, the DVR set, the TiVo set, uh, so that they don't miss it. And some folks even don't even watch it when it's supposed to be on because they don't like the commercials. So they make sure that you know they get it recorded so they can swoop through the commercials real quick. And I, but I need you to grab hold of those three things. Um, before we go into this message, because it's going to be significant as we go through it. Do you have your three? Mm -hmm. yes. Everybody's got your three. All right. So let's go. Lent is usually a time for fasting. But we must pay attention to our hearts when we observe spiritual disciplines. God's desire is not that we pay our dues, but that our hearts are transformed by his love and generosity that's been displayed in Jesus. Because the Lord of creation is a humble and generous God, we are called to live humble and generous lives that mirror his love. This can't happen by adding duties to our to-do list, but by our hearts being transformed by the beauty of the cross. And this is, again, the third episode of this series, Lent, Reflection and Preparation. And today, if you haven't figured it out, we're going to be talking a little bit about fasting, a little bit about fasting, and a little bit about <laughs> fasting. And I needed you to have those three things in your mind so that when we start talking about fasting, that we can start figuring out what we need to fast from when we are fasting. 
They'll work. All right, y'all trying to start some stuff real quick. All right. So what I come up with a subtopic for this episode is what you looking for. What are you looking for? If you remember, the first episode was the victory is here. And we were talking about Jesus has brought us victory over death. Last week we talked about returning to the origin, the beginning, before the fall, what we were created to do and how we were supposed to act. And so this week we are talking about what you looking for. What you looking for. Are we looking for an opportunity during this time of Lent, this time of consecration, in order to say, I did my consecration? Or are we looking to get closer to the heart of God? Our definitions for today are Lent, which is a fast of 40 days, beginning with Ash Wednesday and continuing until Easter. Observed by some Christian churches as commemorative of the fast of our Savior. Reflection. Reflection is the act of reflecting or turning or sending back or the state of being reflected. Preparation. The act of preparing or fitting beforehand for a particular purpose, use, service, or condition. And our final definition for today is fast. To practice abstinence as a religious exercise or duty. To abstain from food voluntarily for a time for the mortification of the body or its appetites. Let's go to Isaiah, the 58th chapter. Isaiah 58, and starting at verse 1, it says this in the English Standard Version. It says, cry aloud, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their transgression, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as if they were a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the judgment of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why have we fasted and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice to be heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose a day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. Then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. 
You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it falls upon the good soul of our hearts in Jesus name. Let's talk about this for a minute. So as I said previously, Lent is this time that has been set aside for us to consecrate ourselves. And a lot of people, a lot of organizations, a lot of churches use this as a time for fasting. Just to, as in a commemoration of what Jesus did for 40 days after he was baptized, the Bible says that the Spirit called him away to the wilderness for him to be tempted of the devil, and he did not eat for 40 days. And as I've said before, some of us can't go without 40 seconds without thinking about eating, 40 minutes without actually eating, and 40 hours, you, probably, you would think you were starving if you did not eat. But Jesus went 40 days. And I will tell you that 40 days of not eating can make your body a little bit weak. Not a little bit. You weak. You're tired. You don't even want to talk to nobody. You don't want to do anything. And to go through that process and then to have to be tried or tempted by the devil is not a good predicament. But it was a practice of the day to fast, to consecrate yourself to God and show him that you are more important to me than my daily bread. And we have to sometimes step back and, and realize that Fasting not only has a biblical principle, but it has a physical benefit to it. One of my mentors would always tell me, he said that if you should be fasting at least 72 hours once a month. He says because, and, and, and he, he, was, he was a medical doctor, so he was like, I'm not talking about the, the biblical fasting, I mean, don't eat for 72 hours to allow your body to rid itself of its toxins. And, and to, he said, this is your body's way of not having to process what you're putting in it, but to take care of all that junk you already put in it so that it can clean itself out. And so, and that's how he talked, that's why I said it like that. And so, this is a process that God has implemented not only so that it is a, a, a spiritual process, but it's also a physical, mental, emotional process that we should be partaking in. Today, we don't hear a lot about fasting. Now, they're trying to sneak it in, talking about intimate fasting, Intermittent, I said intimate, Lord have mercy. Uh, intermittent fasting, where you only fast for 12 hours, but most of that hour, most of that time is when you're sleeping in the first place. I'm talking about some serious fasting. I'm talking about some putting away those things that you think are what you like. Now, we today, uh, if you thought about something, a television show or something like that, sometimes we need to cut those things off and, and spend some 
time in the middle of our thoughts, dealing with our mind, going through the, the runways and the highways of our mind and taking care of some business in our mind that we put on the shelf and dealing with some things that we are emotionally, mentally going, spiritually going through so that we can deal with those things. But no, I'd rather watch my TiVo, my DVR, my VCR, my Betamax, whatever it is that you use to record it and just let my mind go in neutral so I don't have to deal with those things. But there's a process that we need to go through so that we can not only allow our body to clean itself, but we need to go through and do some mental housekeeping. I knew y'all weren't going to cheer too much today, but that's okay. Because it's very important for us to realize that fasting is a spiritual discipline that has physical benefits. If we can allow this temple, this only one that we have, to clean itself out because it is designed to do that, then it will function more efficiently. If we allow ourselves to get the recommended needed amount of sleep that we need, I believe our bodies would do that much better. If we would drink, okay, here, here we go. If we would drink, Water, <laughs> not soda, not water. You can drop a couple drops of, of, of something in it, but water, nothing added to it. If we can allow the body, which is made of 70% water, to process additional water, it might function a little bit better. That might help with your constipation. It might help with your heartburn. It might help with what your body is going through. You wake up in the morning and you're sounding like a squeaky, uh, 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 one of them old, old bed spring beds where you know what be squeaking and making all because you don't have enough lubricant in your system because you don't have enough water to allow your muscles and, your, and everything to function effectively. If some of y'all cut your finger and, and, and squoze some blood out, it come out so thick because there ain't no water in your system. Now, if we taste it, it probably tastes like Coca-Cola or Pepsi or, or something like that. Because you, sweet tea. Oh, man, don't get on mine. All right. I'm trying to beat up everybody else. Don't beat me up. All right. Leave my sweet tea alone. But the thing is, we have to get our minds in the right frame of mind. We have to do it in such a way that we will know that it is something that God has desired for us to do. It is a process that he has wanted us to go through. As we have seen in Isaiah, the 58th chapter, he says, is this the path, is this the fast that I've chosen that you only do it for yourself, that you only focus on yourself? Now, how many in here don't like Brussels sprouts? Okay, so we don't like Brussels sprouts, so we're going to fast from Brussels sprouts. That ain't got no effect. You ain't want them in the first place. And so that, it ain't, it is, it's not, don't, be, don't do that. I'm fasting for Brussels sprouts. You, you wouldn't even care if Brussels sprouts fell off the face of the earth. And now you're acting like, oh, I'm fasting for Brussels sprouts. No. Whatever that thing is, that one of those three things that you said you'd like, if it was a food item, can you Push that away for a period of time. 
Can you push away the German chocolate cake? Can you push away the uh, pound cake? Can you push away the cheesecake? Can you push away the vanilla ice cream? Can you push that away for a time period and say, I am consecrating my body yes, to yes. God? Amen. I hear uh-huh. I hear uh-huh. Can we pull ourselves back away from talking to individuals more than we talking to, oh, my, I'm sorry I done went down this path. When you're talking to God, you talk to God for 30 minutes in the morning. Lord, thank you for getting me up this morning. Thank you for starting me on my way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for watching over me. And then you get on your phone and, and say, girl, we've been talking to dude. Man, you know we've been talking for two and a half hours. Mm. I ain't, I ain't talking about you unless I'm talking about you. Look straight ahead. Nobody knows who I'm talking to. And we got to look at how we are consecrating ourselves to the God that has created us. We got to get our minds right. We got to get our bodies right. We got to function in a way that lets the world know that there's something different about us in our practices. Totally off my notes, but uh, okay, we're gonna still go on with it. And we got to look at how we can reflect this into how we go forward in Christ Jesus. And we have to move in a way that lets people know that we are following after the God of creation. We don't, don't want to wrap our arms around or be a part of what everybody else is doing. We want to do what God says needs to be done. We got to, see, we got to stay focused on what the objective is because it's very important to be focused. We are in a time. We've been saying this for hundreds of years, but it should be now becoming more a reality of to what it is that the time is getting near. I believe that God is getting ready to give Jesus the thumbs up and say it's time. Because Jesus says, nobody knows the day or the hour that the Son of Man shall return, only the Father. But I think it's getting very close. I think he's telling them, go ahead and get them horses ready. Go ahead. I believe we're getting close to time because not only are we having wars, not only are we having rumors of wars, but the rumors of wars are starting to have rumors. It's things that are going on. Pestilence is all over the place. We need to be consecrated through the power of fasting so that we can hear the voice of God more clearly. Because when you can hear the voice of God more clearly, you will make sure that your lamp is trimmed and full of oil. You will make sure that everything is well. You will make sure that you are operating in a way that will glorify God in all of your conduct. So we have to look at how everybody else is fasting and see if that the fast that God has declared. Because he tells us that the fast that he has chosen, he has chosen a fast that will break yokes. He has chosen a fast that will cause us to operate in righteousness. He has, chosen, he has called us to fast so that we can operate in the mindset of who he is. He says, when you operate in that type of 
situation, then when you call on him, you will hear his voice. It's not that we want to be able to stand up and say that I've been fasting and so now God should be able to hear me because I'm consecrated. No, it's not about God hearing you. It's about you hearing God because he's talking to you all the time. You just ain't listening. Come on, come on. We want to be able to power ourselves through and, and walk through the bonds of wickedness and consecrate ourselves so that we can understand what wickedness is. Because everything that look wicked, check this out, ain't necessarily wicked. Some things may be looking like it's wicked, but as you begin to interact and begin to walk in and begin to uh, uh, maneuver around, you realize that it's just the enemy trying to cause you not to get your blessing. There are some people now, you know, there's some people that you may walk up on and you look at and they look like they ate 10 lemons and ready, just their face just look like they ready to fight somebody. And you go talk to them, you just say hello to that person. They say, well, how are you doing today? And they start to get real nice and bright. But it looked like it was a wicked person. But once you spoke to them, guess what? They told them had a nice conversation with you. So we have to walk in the power of who God is. We have to be who God has made for us to be. We have to know that God is greater in us than anything that's operating in this world. And because of that, we can walk almost anywhere and God can be glorified. The reason I say almost because sometimes we try to walk in the places that God said don't go. And when he say don't go, guess what that means? Oh my goodness, you must be getting the same, same chastisement I be getting. Son, I said don't go in there, that's why you're having all these problems now. But we have to realize that consecrating ourselves, going through this period of fasting, of cleansing our body, and using the time that we would be eating, maybe to just spend some quiet time before the presence of God, resting in Him, Looking and, and saying, God, I just want to know how you want to use me. That as you do that, that he will begin to cause you to see things in a different light. Back in the day, they used to say, they used to say this. They say, you know, if, you, you, uh, if you're going through something, you need to fast and pray. That, that, that used to be the, the, the thing they used to say, fast and pray. Fast and pray. You stub your toe. Fast and pray. You get in an argument. Fast and pray so God can tell you the direction. Because it was so important for us to take away our physical body's strength. Now the word that we used in our definition was mortification. To cause it to no longer have strength. Cause your body just to be weak. So that you can hear and do what God has called for you to do. Let, let me ask y'all this. Is it just me? Or when it's time to read the Bible or just spend some quiet time with God. And you ate a big old meal right before that. Mm. Is it just me? 
Or does it seem like my eye, my eyelids just seem to get a little bit heavy? I stand up. I, one time, I was like, okay, I'm going to spend some time before God. I was standing up, and I was like, I said, Lord, I can't believe I'm trying to fall. Lord, I'm trying to talk to you and fall asleep standing up. I can't, I can't. But when I've been fasting and, and my body is not full and not at full strength, and I, when I say I need to spend some time with God, the body like, oh, he ain't fighting you. You do what you're going to do. Just let us rest. That's how my body does. Because when the body has all that strength, it, it does what it wants to do. And it don't want to talk to God. I'm just letting you know. You, 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 can think, you can sit up there and tell it all day. Yes, we're going to talk to God. It's going to think of something. It's going to make you think of something. It's going to cause all these things to run through your head. But when you fast and you go through that time period of fasting, your body is like, okay, whatever you want to do. So whatever your three things were, you might want to consider during this time period to maybe put them on the shelf for a little bit and using that time that you would be eating, drinking, talking, viewing, whatever, and just kind of pull back and just consecrate that time to God with a desire to loose bonds of wickedness, with a desire to undo the straps of of, of, of yoke and, and, and when it's talking about that it's talking about things that have weighed us down have encapsulated us have put us in a position where we just feel like we're trapped and sometimes you just gotta knock those straps off of you and just say I'm walking in the freedom and if you're feeling oppressed fasting and talking to God will take you along the path of freedom and not only will it to, uh, cause you to walk into a path of freedom, it will destroy or break the yoke. Do you know that when a yoke was broken, that it would, you could no longer use it? Because it was two solid pieces of wood, and once it was broken, they had to go get a new one. So we have to operate in that mindset that I want to choose the fast that God wants me to choose where I walk in. The power of overcoming wickedness. The power of overcoming oppression. The power of destroying yokes. Things that are trying to hold me back. And walk in that which God has given me. So that I can hear his voice move in his direction. Not that I will walk in my fast whereby I can look humble before everybody. And I can take a big piece, uh, thing of oil and slap it on my forehead. And folks say, why you got that oil on your forehead? Because I'm fasting. That, that ain't what we're talking about. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about doing the thing in secret so that God will reward you openly. And use you for his glory. Because that's what we want we want God to use us for his glory because usually when he uses us for his glory, it turns out to be for our good. So with that said, I just wanted to hit us today and say, what are you looking for? Are you looking for people to say, oh, that's a fasting person. That's a person, you know, they, they fasting all the time. They must be really, or, or are you looking for God to use you, God to loose you, God to put you in a place of victory. What are you looking for? Because again, it is your choice and your decision. I hope that you're looking to walk in 
the fast that is contained in Isaiah, the 50th chapter, verse number six. And it says, is not this the fast that I choose to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? That's the fast that we want to walk in. Mm -hmm. That we can hear God's voice. That we can walk in the liberty by which he has made us free. And that we can glorify him in our bodies. Let's pray. Father, I just ask that you will touch us in a new and a mighty way. Father, we know we're not perfect. We know that we are in constant warfare with our spirit and our body and our mind. And that you've given us the equipment to operate in a way that will cause us to place things in the right order. Father, give us a heart to pursue after those things. That we will seek your face that we will fast, that we will pray, that we will open up the, your word so that we can see your hand and that we will stand upon the promises contained therein. Use us. We volunteer, God. We willfully volunteer to be used for your glory. Make us and mold us. Father, as we fast, let us follow after Isaiah 58 and 6 and not 58 and 3. That we will seek to loose the wickedness in our lives, to destroy the yokes, and to operate in the power wherewith you can make us free. We thank you and we honor you for it this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you have done fasting before and, and done all those things that I talked about before, and you, know, and you say, yes, yes, I can agree with that. However, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. If you've been watching, you know we ain't lending without talking about your relationship with Jesus, no matter what we talk about, because it's very important that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. The Bible says, that Jesus died. He sacrificed himself just for you so that you can have a relationship with God the Father. Why did he do that? Because he had, there was a ransom that needed to be paid. There was a penalty that needed to be taken care of. The penalty is death. The conviction was sin, which means to miss the mark of God. The Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of God's glorious standard. And because of that, none of us are free from that penalty of sin, which is death. But God has given us a gift, which is eternal life. And the only way that we can get that is through Jesus Christ. Jesus says that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. That no man can come to the Father except by me. 
And so the process is very simple. The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that word saved means rescued and delivered. And deliverance is coming from that penalty of sin. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. This is the process that God wants us to follow. That we have to believe that what Jesus did for us has placed us in right standing with God. And when we do that, we are no longer destined for death. But we are now destined for eternal life. Our hope is that you make that decision today. And that in that decision, that we can assist you along the way. And the easiest way for us to do that is for you to simply email us at info at godshousecc.com. We will respond back and provide you with guidance, assistance, whatever is necessary to help you along this journey. Because I say it every Sunday, this is not an individual sport. This is a team event. And we're coming alongside to assist you along that journey. If you're in the Simpsonville, South Carolina area, you can come to 642 Fairview Road on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. And we'll take some time and spend it with you to help you along this journey because you're very important to us. And so let us know and we will do what is necessary to help you to appropriate all that God has for you. All right. All right. Well, friends and family, that's episode number three in the book. I should have had you write down your three things. That's what I see. That's what I should have done. I should have had you write them down. Because now you done changed them. You done changed them to Brussels sprouts and spinach and cauliflower, all that stuff you don't like. Yeah, I fast from that. And so, so then when you get ready to cook, you'll be like, oh, yeah, we're not having Brussels sprouts for the rest of the year because we fasting from Brussels sprouts. Bless the name of the Lord. Y'all know I'm kidding. But we just want you to know that it is very important that we take fasting quite seriously. Not just because of the, the time of the year that it is, but because it's something that is not only spiritually beneficial, but it's also physically beneficial. We must give our bodies time to cleanse themselves because that's what they were designed to do. I know that I know folks tell you eat five meals a day and all that, you know. You need to give your body time to cleanse itself because it's very important. Have y'all ever have y'all ever had uh, 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 a child that uh, had a trash can in their room and they thought their trash can was uh what's the word I want to use a uh, never ending all they had to do was just keep putting trash on top of it and and then it would just keep as long as it was in that spot it was in the trash and then you walk in the room and got trash on on over higher than the can, outside the can, and all that stuff. That's the same thing when you keep putting food in your body. You got to give your body an opportunity to take that trash out, or your kid to take that trash out like they're supposed to. But anyway, well, with that being said, until next week, God's blessings be upon you. In Jesus' name. Amen.